You are listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. We'll take a copy of God's Word and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Or you can follow, as always, on the screen. Last Sunday, we began part one of a two-part series called Whisper. We learned how important it is to discern the voice of God in our daily lives. And how vital it is to stay connected to the one and only source, God Almighty Himself. But simply acknowledging our need to hear His whisper is only half of the issue. We will explore the other half by tackling the challenge of how God whispers and how we can hear that often still small voice. You see, God can whisper to our souls in any way He chooses. We said that last week. But most often, He does it in seven common ways or languages. And these are Scripture desires, dreams, doors, people, prompting, and pain. And those are your seven blanks, but we're going to go through all those, okay? Now, before we look at these uh, seven languages, let me say this first. It's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what you want Him to say. Did you catch that? Let me say it again. It's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what you want Him to say. Well, let's dig into these and learn how better to follow His voice. The first language is the most important and readily available in the way God speaks to us, which is Scripture. I had a lady stop me in the back coming in today and thank me for the challenge to the church when I talked about reading the Bible through. Because that's where you're going to find God. It's only in the Scripture, it's only in the prayer most of the time, but we've got to have those quiet times, that devotional life. The first one is Scripture. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, a very familiar passage. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Amen? Scripture is the primary language of God. Everything you and I need to know about the significance of God's Word in our life is laid out right there. Do you feel like God is distant sometimes? You've heard me say many times that when you're praying and you're moaning and groanings and you say, man, my prayers are not even getting above the ceiling. Well, they don't have to because God's in the very room. Amen? And when we can't even conjure up the words, He's making intercessory to the Father. But first, if you feel like God is distant, read His Word. Do you feel you need an answer to prayer? Read His Word. Do you lack time to read God's Word? Read it anyway. There is no substitute for reading the Bible, the Word of God. For there is no substitute for the inner work that His Word performs in us. But we must read it for it to do its perfect work in us. Before the invention of the printing press, 1440. Man, what is that? 700, almost 681 or two years ago. Almost 700 years ago. Everything read was written by hand. 
Have you ever received a handwritten note? Anybody? We all have, right? Now, I want you to think about that. There is something about the time taken to write things down by hand that the type word does not convey. Why do you think personalized notes mean so much to us? I mean, what do you, why do you, what do you think that gesture communicates? It reveals that the writer cared enough to write their thoughts down. They likely carry, care very much for you. Now, isn't that a lost art among many of us today? Now, my wife is a master of handwritten notes. And some of you are too, because I have received numerous ones from several of you over the years. And it seems like all the time, especially when I need it, just like this morning, I just needed something. And here you go. Who's that at the camera? You see that? It, somebody took some time. It's not just a few lines, is it? But I'm just telling you today that when people write you a note, you really know that they care. Well, this is what I'm trying to talk about in the Word of God. God can communicate with us any way He chooses, but the primary way He speaks is through His Word. So like a heartfelt letter, the Bible reveals God's character. It teaches us truth with grace. It shows God's love. Listen, truth is always coupled with grace. Grace means I'll love you no matter what. Truth means I'll be honest with you no matter what. And in God, those two seemingly opposing ideas come together seamlessly and perfectly in Jesus. Psalm 85.10 says, Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. So in Jesus, God can demand truth and reveal truth through and in His Word, while at the same time giving us grace as we walk this life listening to His truthful voice. While the Bible is living, active, and breathed out by God, the goal of reading Scripture, don't miss this, isn't to gain information. Rather, we read the Bible to grow in intimacy with God. Just as we spend time to get to know a new friend, reading Scripture helps us get to know God. Let me ask you this. Has the Bible helped you grow closer to God? Okay? Maybe you have specific verses that are especially meaningful to you, that have helped you through difficult periods in your life. This is why Scripture memory is so important. Many years ago, I've shared this story, but when Lori and I, uh, our kids were young, uh, Megan, I guess, was one, Emily was about five, and Emily wanted a bicycle. And I think, you know, we said, okay, this is what you got to do. You have to memorize 30 verses of Scripture. And we picked these verses of Scripture. They weren't in the book of Numbers. That's like a Hebrew telephone book. And it was like, I think, in the month of June that we started. There's 30 days in June. Do you know how long it took her? 30 days. A verse a day at five years of age. And she got her bicycle. Why does it take something like that to turn us on to the Word of God? But... It does, doesn't it? Back during our Taste of Missions conference here just a week or two ago, the missionary to China, Angie Ping, she said some house church leaders were arrested. 
She said all they had was scripture they had memorized. They had already previously been studying and memorizing scriptures and preparing because they knew they might get arrested. So they had scripture to recall while in jail. The Holy Spirit also helps us to interpret scripture. The Spirit quickens or resurrects us every time we read God's Word. In other words, the Spirit awakens us. He gives us life by showing us truths about God and ourselves. And you know what happens when we read the skip Scripture? We experience the resurrection power of the Spirit when we read the Bible. Now, this can be an encouragement in a trial, a conviction of sin, insight into God's character, comfort and grief or in num a number of things but we must get into God's word so his word gets into us very very important the surest way to get into the presence of God is to get into the word of God it takes meditation prayer and contemplation reading the Bible is a discipline that every Christian needs to develop in life. Digging into God's Word deepens our relationship with God, grounds us in truth, and grows us in spiritual maturity. Now, in God's primary language, the Scriptures, we find wonderful stories. Some of you are familiar with Moses in the burning bush, Pharaoh in the plagues, Hezekiah in his illness, Belshazzar and the writing on the wall, Balaam and the donkey, and common, uh, some common, some unusual examples of the various ways God chooses to speak. We all kind of know some passages like that. But God speaks to all of us uniquely. God knows us intimately and knows how to communicate with us. While every believer hears from God through Scripture, each Christian can also hear from God in several different ways. Those ways include desires, doors, dreams, people, promptings, and pain. But everything we hear from God outside of Scripture should be received through the lens of the Bible. Failing to filter through Scripture what you think you've heard from God can be a very, very dangerous thing. I said a little bit about that last week. Always pray, read God's Word, and keep moving forward. So let's briefly look at the other ways we can hear from God. These other six are the secondary languages. Understand that Scripture is the primary language, and these other six fall under Scripture. The other is desires. How has God used your desires to speak to you? Now, what's the difference between desires from God and sinful desires. Well, not everything is written in stone. You've had longings and desires for your kids, but they have ones of their own. And as you, as long as you don't think those desires unsafe or unwise, it likely gave you great pleasure to help them fulfill those desires, right? This is how God is with us. Desires are often seen as a bad thing but Psalms 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, what that means is, if you desire what God wants for your life, you will have exactly that. Some desires are sinful, no question. 
But desires fashioned by God and harnessed to His purposes are another thing entirely. Actually, in 1 Samuel uh, 1, God remembered Hannah. You remember that story? And granted her desire to have a child. And God also used Samuel in greater purposes, as we see in the lives of Samuel, King Saul, David, Solomon, as well as the nation of Israel. Never underestimate how God might use your personal longing to accomplish something even greater in his kingdom. But what we have to do is seek him first, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Always remember, though, always filter your desires through the scriptures. Pray, read God's word, and again, keep moving forward. Next is doors. Sometimes God will open and close certain doors in our lives to guide us. Now, I may upset some of you here. How many of you remember Dallas Homes and Praise? One of my favorites. How many of you remember the song, When God Closes a Door? What does it say? Look for a window. No. Bad theology. Great song, but bad theology, right? Because you know what the Bible says, don't you? In Revelations, what does it say? What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can, say it, open. Don't look for that window. When God closes that door, he closes that door. And when God opens that door, he opens that door. When God closes the door, just be waiting for the next door to open. When has God opened or closed the door for you? How did you react? Unlike the physical doors in our life, the doors God places before us are rarely the destination. They are usually doors that lead us to other doors. So to pass through a door God opens is to trust Him. Certainly pray and remember this, listen, that an unanswered prayer can be just as helpful as an answered prayer. Hmm? How many times have you heard me say from this pulpit, if God gave us everything we thought we needed, we would have been in trouble. You probably wouldn't be married to the person you are beside you. You probably wouldn't have the same kids. Now, on certain days, we don't want the same kids. We don't want the same spouse. I understand that, okay? But you don't understand what I'm saying. Listen, in the same way, a closed door that we heed can be just as useful to us and might save us from a world of hurt and trouble. An anonymous soldier in the Civil War wrote a poem called The Blessing of Unanswered Prayers. He writes, I asked God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked for help that I might do greater things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing that I asked for, but everything that I had hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. I am among all men most richly blessed. Amen. You see, unanswered prayers 
are the closed doors. But just like in this poem, closed doors give us direction in much the same ways that open ones do. So remember to pray, read God's word, and keep what? Moving forward. Here's another one, dreams. Now Joseph is remembered among many things as a dreamer. But today, the dreams we're talking about is the aspirations we have for our lives. Proverbs 16.3 says this, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. So like desires, not all dreams are from God. But sometimes He gives us dreams for the sake of His kingdom. So my question is, what dreams has God given you? How do you discern if a dream is from God or not? Well, Truett Cathy had dreams of a faith-based business that served God by making the best chicken sandwich on the planet, Chick-fil-A. Ever heard of it? Need one in Lima, amen? Get tired of driving to Finley. But sometimes the dream we're granted is the one we never asked for, but the one we really wanted and needed all the time. I was called to the ministry as a teenager, but... After, you know, the death of my girlfriend, I ran for many years, almost five. When I finally answered that call of God, I became very comfortable with being a, you know, a student pastor, an associate pastor. But God, the dream giver, knew better. Through a series of circumstances that I've talked about before, once involving a great deal of pain, which we'll talk about in just a minute, I finally found myself as senior pastor of Lima Baptist Temple. You see, God knew His purpose for me in Lima Baptist Temple, and He made a dream come true that I never even dreamed of. Talk about God doing far more than we could ever dare to ask, think, or even dream of. We have a cruel standard we measure our lives and our worth against. You see, often we find that God gives us something we are not even aware of. And we need to open our eyes to the possibility that while we've been planning and dreaming, God has been working nights and bringing about something that is infinitely beyond our desires and dreams. God can and will whisper in and into your dreams to accomplish His purposes. And nothing will keep you on your knees and in the Word like a God-sized dream. Dreams should not excuse us from earnestly seeking God through prayer and scripture reading. Now, I have some God-sized dreams for Lima Baptist Temple that I'll be sharing soon, and these dreams keep me on my knees. For some of you, very briefly, it was about three years ago that this church voted to separate from the school. And we were to give them five years to go find another place. We thought it was better for them, better for us. And we, I think that vote was around 96%. Well, in July ends three years. Well, in two years, that means that they will be gone. But we cannot wait any longer to plan. And the things that we need to do, and I will tell you this, first of all, the main thing is a children's building. Probably taking that elementary wing and renovating it. We're not talking about building new buildings. It costs money, but you need to hear me. We will not be borrowing a dime. We will be raising the money. Do you understand that? And in here in a couple of months, you'll probably be hearing a month or two from me and uh, Jason, who's the head of the schools over there now as far as the school board. And we will share some things with you. But our deacons have already put together a transition team as we talk about these things. These are exciting things. 
These are things that we sit there and we go back and forth. Or we do this, do we do this, do we do this? And the devil tries to get in the details, you know what I mean? And we just got to understand God already knows. And we got to trust him. We've seen God do so many things here in this church, and he wants to do more. So just be praying about that. What does God want? Philippians 1.6 says this. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That tells you right there, doesn't it? Those God-given dreams, if that is what they are, will inspire us to deeper prayer and move and more time in his word. Remember, pray, read God's word, and keep moving forward. All right, the fifth language is people. God uses people to speak to us all the time. Can anybody say amen there? And God certainly used people to speak into the lives of the great figures in the Bible. Moses had Aaron. Esther had Mordecai. Behind Elijah, there was Elisha. And in the life of Timothy, God placed Paul. Have godly people spoken God's truth into your life? Did you listen and receive that truth? God says in Genesis 2.18, It is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. You see, the very idea of the Trinity is one of relationship, of the perfect bond between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If we become an island unto ourselves, we are in danger of drawing a face on a volleyball just like Wilson in the movie, Castaway. You ever seen that? God's Word performs surgery on us as often as we engage with it, and God uses people the same way. As I said last Sunday, we are always counseling ourselves and being counseled, aren't we? God is always using other people to chip away our rough edges. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. You see, God can use friends to speak to us his truth when we might not hear it in other ways. Christianity is about relationship and relationships with each other as fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and ambassadors to a hurting world. Develop strong bonds with faithful Christian friends and remember to listen for God's whisper as you break bread weekly with those God-given helpers, okay? Now, that's not easy to say. I mean, or that's just not to say that we should receive all counsel as God breathed, okay? Understand that. We should still seek God for his counsel. Jesus said, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And in all things, pray, read God's word, and keep moving forward. The sixth thing language is promptings. Now, the Holy Spirit often prompts us to do certain things like praying for a neighbor or praying for someone's groceries, doing a good deed. God ever woke you up in the middle of the night and told you something to go do this, pray for this? Prompts are like whispers that echo through eternity. Is God prompting you to pray for your children, your grandchildren? These echo into eternity. Is God waking you in the middle of the night and prompting you to pray for a friend or a loved one. You can know the significance at the time, but you can be sure, listen, 
You can't know the significance at the time, but you can be sure that the effects echo into eternity. So how did you feel about his prompting? Whether you obey or not, are you annoyed? Like God is interrupting your well-earned time alone? You see, we all feel that way sometimes. But the important thing is this. If you feel it's God, act on it. When you hear a prompting in your mind or heart, does it just sound like words you'd speak to yourself? Or does it sound like characteristic of God and His Word, but unlike something you think of yourself? You see, when you hear a prompting in your mind or heart, we need to understand that. That can often be a good indication that God is trying to get your attention. And in the book of Esther... We read about the impending destruction of the Jewish people at the hand of Haman, who hated Mordecai because he was a Jew. And this is what the first two verses of Esther says. That night, the king could not sleep. So he ordered the book of the Chronicles, the record of his reign, to be brought in and read to him. It was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bigtha and Tirish, two of the king's officers who grounded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Erxus. God was certainly in the divine timing and prompting. We see that there. Odds are firmly against the possibility of the king deciding to read his records and even more against the possibility that he would turn to that page specifically. You see, God used this prompting as well as Esther and Mordecai to save the Jewish people from annihilation. So the next time you can't sleep, And instead of cursing your insomnia, ask God what prompting he might like to whisper to you. In other words, let me say it again. Pray, read his word, and keep moving forward. And the final language, and least popular, is pain. C.S. Lewis, in his book, The Problem of Pain, said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. You know, this is perhaps one of the times when God does not whisper. Jesus never guaranteed us an easy life, amen? He assures us there would be a struggle in the world, and oftentimes, he uses our pain to speak to us. In John 16, Jesus tells his disciples, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, say it with me, I have overcome the world. Has God used pain to speak to you? Man, I know he has in my life. And it is never comfortable, it's never relaxing, and it's never easy. But it is a megaphone, and only those spiritually deaf fail to listen. This is one of the main ways that God has really spoken to me in the course of my life. And I've told this to so many people, but you know, when you're flat on your back, the only place you look is up, isn't it? Some of you have been there. In pain, it's important to keep your eyes on God. We can become better, or we can become, what? Bitter. To become cold, distant, and bitter towards God plays right into the enemy's hands. 
Ask God what he might be doing in your life through pain and trust him to bring his good work to completion in your life despite the pain. You see, the wise don't always ask for rescue. Sometimes they ask for endurance. Through the pain, continue to pray, read his word, and keep moving forward. Now, what you need to know before you leave today is that the languages of God are love languages. God speaks to us because He cares deeply and because we are in relationship with Him. And the whole point of listening to God is to grow into intimacy with Him. Part of being close to Him is understanding His profound love for us. You see, His truth sometimes hurts for a while, but coupled with His grace, it heals. And we can express our love for God by listening to Him. To love God is to listen and to search for His voice in all the ways that we have talked about today. He pours out His love on us by being in relationship with us. And when we listen, really listen, we can hear the Holy Spirit's voice. But what about the role of the Holy Spirit? What does He do and say? Well, in John chapter 16, verses 13 and 14, we're told by Jesus, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears. And He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify Me because it is from Me that He will receive what He will make known to you. If you remember only one thing, remember this today. There is power in God's Word. God has revealed His truth through His Word, and we should always take advantage of it. Whenever we think we hear something from God, we should go straight to Scripture and ask the Spirit to make the truth clear. So we need to pray, we need to read His Word, and keep moving forward. Now, I want to close this series in prayer and asking God to continue to speak to us and for the Spirit to equip us with discernment. And when you leave today, for those of you who have those handouts, take your handout in these seven languages of God home with you and reflect on the ways that God has used each of those languages to speak to you and write those down what you remember. Write down what you remember. Because, see, when you doubt God's voice in your life, Use that sheet as an encouragement and as a reminder. Would you bow your heads with me? This morning, my question, first of all, would be this. How long has it been since you have been in the Word of God? How long has it been since you have taken the Bible off the shelf, off your nightstand or wherever it is, and wiped the dust off of it? When's the last time you have really prayed out to God, not just when you're in trouble, but just seeking His will for your life? When's the last time you have memorized Scripture? How much can you recall? Trust me, there will come a day sooner than later that you will need to recall some of that Scripture. If you're here today, you just need a closer walk with the Lord and these things that we're talking about. Maybe you're going through pain and you don't understand it. And maybe instead of trusting God to make you better, you've become bitter. Why don't you understand today that 
that God's perfect will for your life, He knows what He's doing. Maybe some of you are here today waiting on God to open a door, and you need to come and pray about that. Maybe some of you have been upset because God closed the door, but God did that for your protection. Whatever it may be that you need today, you'll find it all in Jesus. In a moment, we'll stand and we'll sing, and if you don't know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, why don't you ask Him to come into your heart and save you today? For others, whatever it may be, this altar will be open. You can come, and our pastors will pray with you, or you can just come and pray by yourself. Father, thank you for the power of your word. And Father, I thank you when we can't even get the words out, and it's just moaning and groaning. Lord, you make intercession to the Father for us. Lord, I would pray for those in here today that have not been in your word. Lord, that they would understand today they're not to feel guilty. They just need to feel convicted and repent of it. And just start reading and start praying more. God, whatever you're working through people's hearts, whether it's in promptings, whether it's in pain, whether it's in desires, it's dreams, it's doors, whatever, let them know that they're only going to find it in you. We ask all this in your precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you are encouraged today. And we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you would like to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub.